Hello and welcome to Fine is the Four-Letter Word. I'm your host, Lori Seitz. Today's episode is a little bit different from the past episodes in that I don't have a guest. I don't have an interview for you. I'm doing this one solo. It's the end of the year and I thought it would be a great idea to look back at the past 34 episodes and kind of pull out some of the common themes and key points and there were some ideas I had in my head when I started the process of looking at what um, what the key takeaways from past episodes had been, of what the most common themes were that I heard from guests. But once I started going through the actual, um, seeing them on on paper, if you will, on the screen, there was so much more wisdom and more commonalities than I actually remembered. So I thought I was going to pull out three or four or five common points to share with you. And then I kept going through it and I'm like, oh, but but wait, that one's really good. But I can't forget that one. Oh, I got to include this one. So here's what I've got. I'm going to share some of the, the really interesting, juicy wisdom from, you know, every single person who gave me their time and their story and their trust to share on the show, every single person had something of value to offer. And truly, every single person that I had on as a guest is somebody that I would want to be friends with. So very few of the people I actually had as guests, I don't know if you know this, some of them were are people that I have been friends with for years, but most of them are people I just met. And I am just so grateful for the opportunity to have met them, to get to know them. And now I feel like they're my new best friends, which I know sounds like sappy and dramatic, but I really truly respect and appreciate every single one of them. Let's get into this year in review. And if you have any comments about any of the information that was shared throughout the episodes or anything that you'd like to see shared in future episodes, you know, reach out to me. Reach out to me at lori at zenrabbit.com. Put a comment, you know, on Instagram. Leave a review. When you leave a review for this podcast, it actually helps other people find it as well. So I would really appreciate if you if you've gotten value from listening that you would leave a review. That would be awesome. It just occurred to me before I jump into the the highlights here that you might want to see all the key takeaways. All right, so I'm going to create a PDF with all the key takeaways from all the episodes and you can find that, you can download that at zenrabbit.com backslash 2021 takeaways. So that's zenrabbit.com backslash 2021 takeaways. I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. All right, so we started off the show with an amazing conversation with Dara Goldberg. One of the key points I continuously refer back to from that show is about shedding the shoulds. I've just about eliminated that word from my vocabulary. And anytime I'm tempted to use it, I catch myself and change to a different way of phrasing what I'm about to say. Focusing on what you should have done 
You know, it's not serving you. What matters is where you are now and where you're going. And at this point, I'd add an additional word to that phrase and make it shedding the shame of the shoulds. Because should just makes us feel shameful that we didn't, didn't do something. Courtney Krulis challenged you to imagine what life could be like if you went through it with no expectation of what should be. If you could live in a world where you were truly living from your soul's purpose or just giving your soul's gift, what would that be like? One of the other key points that uh, kept coming up in the episodes was there's no shame in getting help when you need it. So speaking of shame, no shame in getting help when you need it. Be strong enough to say, I need help. It's not a weakness. Keep looking for a modality or a counselor or tools that work for you. Trust that the help you need for your situation exists because it does. It's a matter of finding it. Some of the the guests talked about having to go through several different places, looking in several different places, going through several different counselors before they found someone who worked for them. So if the first one or the second one or the third one doesn't help, keep going, keep looking and exploring different options. And then even when you have the right tools, you might still fall out of balance. That's life. I think Stephanie and I talked about that in her episode. You fall a little out of, out of balance and you come back over and over and over again. Those tools are going to help you get through whatever you're facing, but it doesn't mean you're not still going to face challenges, right? Have or find a support system. We all need others to hold us up when we need it, cheer us on when we're winning, and point out the blind spots when we can't see what is so obvious to everyone else. You ask yourself that question all the time, right? Why can't I see? Why can I see for other people so clearly, but I can't see the same for myself? Sometimes it takes an outsider to point out the obvious before we see it. You can rarely see the crazy when you're in the crazy. Plus, you know, we don't have all the answers on our own. So when you have a network, you can reach out and find someone who does. Michelle is the one who said even Wonder Woman had help. We are meant to be interconnected. I talk about this all the time, either on the show and outside of the show, but how humans are wired to be interconnected. We're meant to rely and depend on one another from a place of choice, from love and equality and partnership. And speaking of, allowing partnerships in life lets you see so many more possibilities. You're going to be able to go past where you normally would stop alone. And we're not talking about partnerships only in the form of a life partner or a romantic partnership. Simply partnerships with other humans. So finding that support system and finding role models. Role models who can show you what's possible. Role models aren't just for kids or for people starting out in their career. They're for everyone, no matter what stage of life. In Angela's episode, She mentioned purposely seeking out and surrounding herself with people who had a more positive outlook and resiliency than she did so she could learn from them and overcome being angry all the time. Ooh, I love this one. Trust and have faith in all things. Oh my gosh, that's so, so powerful. And 
seemingly so difficult to do. Having faith in God, the universe, karma, higher power, whatever you want to call it, it's always conspiring for your highest good. Faith is taking that first step, even when you can't see the whole staircase. I freaking love that quote. That's from Martin Luther King about taking that first step, even when you can't see the whole staircase. Taking that first step through inspired action. That's another thing we talked a lot about was inspired action. Not simply making noise and being busy, but getting quiet enough on a regular basis to hear your inner voice, your inner truth that's always talking to you and telling you which way to go. The answers to every single challenge you're facing exist. This leads into the next point, which is always follow your heart. Trust your intuition. It always knows what's right. You know that. It's about honoring your journey. Everybody's journey is different. You know, we want to spend so much time looking around at everybody else and comparing ourselves to them and seeing that they appear to have it so much better because that's what social media does is it shows us just the good stuff. But everybody's journey is different. So how are you going to do yours? You have to know and honor yourself in order to step into your power. Bravery and courage is required. Yeah, it's, um, it's not always easy to be brave and courageous. And being brave and courageous doesn't mean you're not also fearful. It means you're acting anyway. Transitions begin with endings and end with new beginnings. And in the middle is a lot of emotion. Yeah, there's tremendous power in sitting in the discomfort when you don't know all the steps. You can only see that one step in front of you. And a lot of times when you're making those courageous decisions and taking those steps, the people you expect to support you, mm -mm, they're not supporting you. Their doubts are all about their fears and insecurities. And it's not about you at all. It feels like it's about you, but it's not. And you need to move forward with your truth anyway. You know, the universe is always communicating with you and giving you signs. You got to pay attention because if you're not hearing, it's going to get louder and louder until it hits you in the head with that proverbial two by four to get your attention. And that's uncomfortable and it hurts and it's never freaking convenient. Next point, you are responsible for you. We talk a lot about taking personal responsibility, right? For your happiness, your health, your well-being, for your personal growth, which is an ongoing, never-ending job for as long as you live. And as we talked about in Andy's episode, you are responsible for returning your own damn shopping cart. It's your responsibility to say something when you're uncomfortable. To not stay painfully sitting on the tack as Trista literally did. To grow your self-worth, to be big enough to support your goals and dreams. It's easy to be mad at and blame others for past circumstances. He did this to me and she's so horrible and so on. (sighs) But it really comes down to coming to terms with your own choices. You get to choose how how your life goes. You have choices in how you show up, 
how you can start your day with setting your intention for that day and how you frame your energy and how you choose to find gratitude. Know that you make a different choice if it doesn't work out the way you anticipated and then choose again and choose again. That's the beauty of life. We have the ability to keep making different choices. There's a difference between taking responsibility for your actions though and blaming yourself because things didn't or aren't going the way you think they should. Now, as far as past decisions or actions, you did the best you could with the knowledge and the experience you had at the time. Give yourself grace as you move forward now. Grace. Give yourself some grace. Everything in your life up to this point has prepared you for where you are now and where you are going from this moment forward. Lisa shared the Zen proverb, the obstacles are not off the path. The obstacles are the path. Whew, yeah, okay. Let's think about that for a second. Those obstacles are the gifts for us to go back to and extract the wisdom and heal through them with love and compassion. Oh, and while we're talking about responsibility, you can still be a responsible person and make decisions that bring you joy. Those two things, not mutually exclusive. And tacking on to that too is having fun. Yeah, having fun is important. We tend to lose sight of exactly how important it is. So figure out what's fun for you and go do those things. I'm making note of that one for myself as well because, yeah, sometimes I'm not so good at that. Oh, I love this one. Say I'm proud of you to your friends and yourself more. You're out there doing hard things and accomplishing amazing feats. And this phrase, I'm proud of you, carries so much more weight than simply saying good job. Be proud of yourself, not just for your accomplishments, also for being who you are, for the inner you. Learn to love and appreciate yourself. In the past several months, I have actually made it a, more of a habit to say I'm proud of you to my friends. Still working on saying it to myself, but I am getting better at saying it to my friends and to colleagues. It makes them feel good and it makes me feel good to make them feel good. Your feelings are valid. Ooh, okay. So this is the one that I thought was going to be the number one top common theme running through almost all of my episodes. And it, it really, it was. I didn't put it as first on this list, but so many of my guests talk about not being allowed to have feelings or not being, growing up in families that didn't acknowledge feelings. The truth is your feelings are valid no matter what they are. Yeah, a lot of those, a lot of my guests were taught to keep their feelings under wraps and not express them or to stuff them down and pretend they don't exist. What? Yeah, whoa, not healthy at all. I didn't grow up with that restriction. So it's been really surprising to me to hear how many people did. Humans have emotions. Newsflash, <laughs> they are built into the wiring. Emotions are natural. They're actually a part of your guidance system to help you steer and know when you're moving in the right direction. Are you feeling joyful, gratitude, happiness? Keep going in that direction. Are you feeling sad, angry, frustrated? It's completely okay to feel those emotions. 
The problem comes in when you get stuck and stay in them. And often people get stuck in them, don't like how they feel, and then they try to bury them with unhealthy habits so they don't have to feel them anymore. And it's a vicious, vicious cycle. So the healthier way to manage uncomfortable emotions is to validate them, feel them. And then when you're ready to not feel them any longer, find a way to pull yourself up the ladder to a higher vibration emotion, one that feels better. So it's not covering up the emotions that you don't want to feel. It's finding your way to better feeling emotions. Does that make sense? And since we're on the topic of emotions and moving to a place of feeling better, know that there's a difference between looking on the bright side in every situation and ignoring that your house is on fire. Chrissy mentioned that one way to tell the difference is if you're reluctant to tell others what's really going on because you're afraid of what they're going to think, that's an indication that things are not right. Shannon said, it's important to tell people what's happening with you because keeping it all inside is not healthy. And often you start seeing physical health conditions manifesting in people who are suffering emotionally and psychologically, but they're not sharing any of those feelings with anyone. So they come out as physical dis-ease. We talked about the definition of success. What is your definition of success? Because once you get clear on that, it's a lot easier to achieve it, to make deliberate decisions to get there. And again, to take that inspired action. So knowing what success looks like to, looks, looks like to you leads into this next point about sacrificing. Sacrifices are necessary. You're going to have to let go of certain thoughts, habits, people in order to get where you are meant to be to fulfill your higher purpose. You got to kind of think of it as trading something of a lesser value that's not working for you for something greater. And then imagine what future you would have you do. Ask yourself, when I'm 80, will I be happy with or will I regret this decision or this path? Put some perspective on your choices, which may give you incentive to make better or different decisions. When you're clear on what success is for you, it's easier or maybe it's at least more palatable to make the necessary sacrifices to get there. And since we're talking about success, we got to also talk about failure, the definition of failure. You're either going to win or you're going to learn. Nicole's definition of failure is standing still and giving up. Your negative self-talk and programming is going to come in and it's going to try to make the definition of failure more sinister. Like, you suck. No, it means you get to choose differently. To say, huh, that, that was not what I expected. Now I get to choose differently and keep moving forward. All right, here's another big one. Your value is not tied to what you do, and no one else gets to determine your value. Sit in that for a minute. Your value is not tied to what you do. Your worth has nothing to do with your accomplishments or how productive or how profitable you are. It's not tied to how many degrees you have, your job title, or how many years you've been married. You have worth simply by being here on earth.
And then the last point is everything is energy. No matter if you're talking about science or religion, logic or spirituality, it's all universal energy. You know, we've been traditionally taught that you have to see something first before you can believe it. When you're working with energy, and again, everything in our universe is energy, you have to trust in things you can't see. It's like electricity. You can't see electricity, but you trust that when you flip that light switch up, the light is going to come on. You have to see things in your mind's eye first before you see them in your reality. This is about using your imagination. You have to feel grateful, healthful, joyful, loving in order to bring good things into your life. Seeing in your mind and feeling in your body comes first, not the other way around. A lot of people say, well, I'll believe it when I see it. Mm-mm. it it's really works the other way around. You have to believe it first. Remember, Jennifer Garman focused on feeling grateful for her complete health and recovery without actually being in that state yet. She was grateful for the state she knew was coming. She had to have trust and faith that it was coming, and then it did. And she was able to heal herself from seven years of illness that doctors couldn't really diagnose in less than 30 days. Chelsea found similar healing when she looked at the mind-body connection and how that was playing out in her physical dis-ease. This is such good news because it means you have the power. You get to choose how you feel and what you see, and then it shows up. You don't have to wait at the mercy of anyone else or of any circumstances for something to show up. The frequency you put out is what's going to come back to you. When you live in a frequency of fear or worry, that doesn't serve your highest good. And what happens? I mean, think about it. When you live in that frequency of fear and worry and doubt or anger or resentment, you get more of that. You're gonna get what you look for. It's just naturally, that's how energy in the universe works. What you put out is what comes back to you. So if you take nothing else from listening to this show, take this. Your mind is incredibly powerful. Your thoughts control your actions and therefore the outcomes you're getting in life. When you live in fear and worry, you're going to see the results of that. And when you live in gratitude and joy, you'll see the results of that too. Thank you so much for being part of my audience We are about to wrap up season one, and next week, I'm excited to share with you some of the things that we can look forward to in season two. I'm not going to wish you a happy holiday season because I'm sensitive to the fact that the holidays are not necessarily happy for everyone. So instead of wishing you a happy holiday, I'm going to invite you to think about what you're grateful for, what's happened in the past year, what's come into your life, experiences, people, things, what's come into your life in the past year that you can be grateful for. It doesn't have to be something big. It doesn't have to be a new car, a new house, a new relationship, whatever. Focus on the small things, the small things that can bring you joy and that you can feel grateful for, and then keep looking for more of those. 
If you want that PDF with all the key takeaways from all the past episodes, that website address again is zenrabbit.com backslash 2021 takeaways. And you'll find the link in the show notes as well. Take good care and thanks for listening to Fine is a Four-Letter Word.